0: It's about being responsibly armed. So load and make ready. This is Rapid Fire. And welcome to Rapid Fire Radio, your weekly 2A talk radio show sponsored by Vortex Optics and the USCCA. We're really happy to have them aboard I thank them for their sponsorship of this show each and every week. Don't forget, you can follow us along live as we broadcast everywhere that you get social media. Um, except this week, YouTube decided to not play ball with us and knocked us off our ability to stream live. So go to Facebook or Rumble or Twitch and you'll be able to follow live. I know Telegram also. So it's time to maybe start making making some transitions to the All social media sites because big tech just doesn't like gun content and they want to, you know, step on our neck and keep us down. But you can also call the show if you give us a call. Uh, The rumble line, the rumble line, the rapid fire line is 508-444-2120. That's 508-444-2120. You can call when we're live, leave a message when we're not or shoot us a text and we'll read it on the air your question, but would really love it if you participate. So go to rapidfireradio.us, jump into the chat, type in your question, and we will uh, answer it live on the air whenever we go live. So anyway, uh, hopefully this not being available on YouTube this week doesn't mean the chat will get far less uh, questions than it usually does. Hopefully everyone got the memo to jump over to uh, Facebook or Twitch or Rumble. Uh, I don't think the Rumble cam interacts with us as far as the uh questions this the chat ch- does it, up on rumble, but it come the yeah so i won't see that i might be able to get that up though uh since we have extenuating circumstances uh let me go over to rumble.com and i'll follow along the chat there so if you want to follow us you'll be able to so anyway Uh, We appreciate everybody uh, who joins us each and every week and participates. You guys are awesome. Um, We try to bring out uh, the uh, good 2A content each and every week to you guys. And uh, that's what we do. So we appreciate... Without you guys, we're just talking to ourselves. So (laughs) I appreciate that. But anyway, let's jump right into it. We had an exciting conversation yesterday on the Grace Curley Show. And a lot of the uh, callers wanted to talk about David Hogue or Hog, however you say his name. And let's just back up a little bit. This is a guy who, you know, was thrust into the mainstream media and the spotlight because he was at the Parkland High School. And there's some debate as to whether he was actually there that day. But um, if he was, you know, my heart goes out to him um, as no one should have to live through that whole experience. And uh, that was something that, you know, if he did live through that, it it was a, you know, terrible, terrible thing. If he's just trying to ride the coattails, that's also a terrible, terrible thing. So um, what the bottom line is, you know, They they took him and they thrust him into the spotlight. They rehearsed his talking points. The mainstream media made him the golden child of the anti-gun resistance. And here's this millennial that can you know it was the whole riding Greta Thunberg's coattails, if you will. And uh, so that was part of the uh, part of the the what do you call it Um, the the narrative at the time was get these young people with energy and and get them involved in uh, the 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 resistance to the Second Amendment. Well, anyway, fast forward to where we are now, and he has gone, you know, out on a limb many a time and made dumb and ridiculous statements. But his most recent statement was he, twi- you know, went on this Twitter tirade yesterday and said, uh, and I'm just going to read it: "You have no right to a gun. You are not a militia." When you're talking about your Second Amendment rights, you're talking about a state's right to have what is today the National Guard. The modern interpretation of 2A is ridiculous fraud pushed for decades by the gun lobby. So apparently our founders got it all wrong and the individual right to keep and bear arms that has been affirmed by courts for decades got it all wrong. The Supreme Court got it all wrong in June these guys are, you know, obviously just uh, trying to push an agenda. They're this is the modern interpretation by modern Supreme Court, and it's ridiculous, according to David Hogg, who um, says that you have no right. The Bill of Rights that outlines your rights, you know, First Amendment, Fourth Amendment, Fifth Amendment. There's an asterisk on the Second Amendment, and that is, it's not your rights; it's the state right to have a national guard, and you aren't the militia," says David. So, um, therefore, you know you don't have any right to the to the to keep and bear arms, and that's a modern interpretation. The that one we just skip right over; it doesn't pertain to you, the individual, as affirmed by Supreme Court for the last. 200 years, it basically just, it's state's rights to assemble a National Guard or a militia. Well, I find it funny that the Bill of Rights that outlines individual freedom would have that asterisk without having an asterisk, without clearly spelling out that this doesn't apply to the individual, even though if you read the Second Amendment, it's clearly the individual um, but Don and Stoughton points out something that's very um, poignant of an observation and that is no government agency ever needs to acknowledge its own right to form a paramilitary organization that's never happened in the history of the world why would the government tell the people hey, we have the right to assemble a paramilitary organization, a defense force, a police force, a military force, in order to keep you safe. That's that's self-evident. That's not something that is needs to be acknowledged in writing in the Bill of Rights to the individual people. So for that reason, I call BS, David Hoag. Um, I think you're... Your law degree needs to be called into question. I think your uh, modern reading of the Second Amendment where there was no ambiguity around how the founders wrote the Second Amendment and that was uh, acknowledging your right to keep and bear arms and by the way, government's inability to attach liens or attach conditions, to attach fees, to attach licensing, to attach any type of precondition to such rights. That's really what that whole Bill of Rights was. It's a one-way uh, contract. Meaning, this is what you, as the individual and the person, has have the right to. You can read it right down the line, all the way out to you know, fifteenth, sixteenth amendment. Um, with equal protection under the law. There's not this two-tiered justice system, etc., etc. So it doesn't skip over number two. It actually shows the importance of number two, and that is that the Second Amendment protects all of the other enumerated rights, and it is 100% your right to keep and bear arms. And the founders acknowledged that this right is endowed by our creator so it's not given by man so therefore it can't be taken away by man so anyway um, yeah, we'll talk more about this on the other side if you're hearing this and you don't have your gun license we have regularly scheduled LTC classes, including ladies only classes and couples classes on March 11th so make sure you sign up at capegunworks.com and you can get your LTC we'll be right back, this is Rapid Fire for personal protection has never been more popular than it is today. The USCCA can help fortify your home, sharpen your awareness, and develop your defensive plan. Go to uscca.co forward slash rapidfire to sign up. Your family's safety and security is your responsibility. Go to uscca.co forward slash rapidfire to sign up for a USCCA membership and get special training, legal advice, and legal protection you and your family need. Vortex offers the very best optics specifically made for shooters with rugged construction designed for extreme environments. Vortex Optics build quality ensures accurate, reliable, and repeatable performance every time you squeeze the trigger. Add fully multi-coated lenses and nitrogen purging, and you have a quality optic with an extremely reasonable price tag. That is the Vortex Difference. Come into Cape Gunworks to see the full line of Vortex Optics today. rapid fire phone number here the rapid fire line is 508-444-2120 if you want to be a part of the show give us a call or shoot us a text that's 508-444-2120 and the poll of the day is will there be a preliminary injunction or a temporary restraining order on the pistol brace rule as handed down by the atf yes no or maybe so go over to rapidfireradio.us, vote in our poll, or you can go to Twitter and search Rapid Fire Radio, all one word, vote in our poll there. And while you're there, hit the like, subscribe, share, retweet, etc., etc. Um, I'm just typing out a tweet right now that YouTube has shut us down. We can't go live. Uh, so go over to uh, Rapid Fire Radio and all the functionality of the typical chat when we go live will be available there. Uh, So so rapidfireradio.us is where you'll be able to find us. Um, I apologize for that, but it's not our fault. It's big tech tyrants. So go vote in the poll, and um, don't forget we have a discount code every week for those of you that are playing along at home. uh, This week's code is Python, P-Y-T-H-O-N. Maybe that's because we have a cool cult Python in stock. I don't know, but that's the code of the week. So that's super secret squirrel stuff. It's just between you and I, um, you know, your secret safe. Uh, your secret is safe with me, right? <laughs> uh, but no, that's for the, our listeners on the radio and on the podcast, and also on the uh, live stream. So we appreciate everybody who listens every week. Because if it wasn't for you, I'm just talking to myself. So uh, that that. Raises some eyebrows from time to time when I'm just talking to myself. So I appreciate everyone who listens each and every week. Guess what? We're actually getting the Second Amendment message out there. That's one thing that is happening. You guys liking, subscribing, sharing, and commenting on all of our content on social media is getting the message out, and that's why they shut us down. So we have to look for alternative ways to do that, and one thing I touched on yesterday before we were on the Grace Curley Show is there's also a active boycott going on, believe it or not. Um, so I've had some trolls on my Facebook page um, that are saying that they won't ever step foot in my building because we continue to advertise on the Howie Car Radio Network, which, by the way, is one of the megaphones in New England on how we get our Second Amendment message out there. That's how we've made advocates. That's how we've made converts in the Second Amendment community is because people have heard us on this radio show. And plus, uh, they've graciously extended us. I don't pay for that Grace Curley segment. So I'm on 2A. Uh, we have this thing called 2A uh, Second Amendment you know, Tuesday, 2A Tuesday on the Grace Curley show every Tuesday from 2 to 3 p.m. where we take lots of phone calls. And that whole segment uh, is not something I pay for. They do it because they believe in the Second Amendment and they want to get the message out there. And so here's some trolls on the Facebook page saying, I will never support you because I don't like Howie Carr. Okay, that's fine. You don't have to support me. You can go spend your money anywhere you want. And the f- irony is they're still going to go to the local gas station or the local grocery store or the local hardware store and pay money for people who have supported political parties and p- political people that they don't believe in and they're willing to support those people with their cash and their dollars. But yet me being an advertiser on the Howie Car Radio Network, they will never step foot and give us a dollar. So that that's fine. I, I understand that. But what we're going to continue to do is get the Second Amendment message out there. We're going to be loud about it. We're going to make converts. We're going to continue to spread the 2A message. We're going to expand the tent. We're going to enlarge the tent stakes. And we're going to bring people in and guide them into how they can become a responsible uh, gun owner, be responsibly armed, be trained and equipped on how to respond more efficiently if they ever needed to use their gun in a critical incident and where I unapologetically will continue to do that. So if you don't want to spend your money with us because of that, so be it. I have no problem with that. This is a free country. Knock yourself out and go take your dollars elsewhere. I don't care. The bottom line is I'm not going to change what I'm doing because you don't like who I spend my money with. And that's fine. Like that's America too. Um, but that is an unfortunate situation that we have in America. Imagine you know this going on uh, in any other sector or any other segment. but here 's people that apparently already agree with what we say about the Second Amendment, but they 're not willing to financially support us because they want to bully us into who we advertise with, even though if they had their way, our message would decrease, right? if i couldn't if i if i didn't advertise the way we do our message would not get out there the way it does but they're okay with that because they want to stand on some principle of you know whatever it's just ridiculous and that's unfortunately the the adage of gun owners against gun owners this is nothing new this is something that's happened and to all our new shooters out there in the gun owning gun community I apologize in advance for what I'm about to say, but there is a certain extent of gun owners against gun owners. And don't be like that guy. Don't be that guy. And one of these days I'm going to actually do a video on this, but, uh, you know, I can remember being at the gun clubs or whatever and shooting, and, you know, you got the guy with the big, you know, hat on that comes over and says, oh, where'd you get that magazine? Is that a pre ban You know, it's like, who are you, dude? Like, take a hike. And, uh, oh, you know, when would you get that gun? That's not on the roster. You know, (laughs) it's like, hey, buddy, I'm just trying to shoot down here and have a good time. Like, kick rocks. And I wonder if he goes back into the car and calls ATF Hotline and is like, hey, I got this guy with a pre, you know, post-ban high-capacity magazine, I think. But he wouldn't tell me if it's pre-ban or where he bought it. I think he should come investigate. Uh, You know, a buddy of mine coined that phrase. Gun owners against gun owners, and it's absolutely ridiculous. Like we have enough of a fight going on against, you know, all these people. Like, uh, oh, one of the one of the uh, another clown in the in in this uh, fight, if you will, is this guy Ryan Busey, who used to work for Kimber and has all of a sudden seen the light and run from the gun community, and now is an anti gunner who works for the... Uh, uh, I think he works for uh, every town or something like that. But So he posts this picture on Twitter and says, If you don't believe the gun industry is now full-on supporting domestic terrorists, I give you the official Instagram post for Smith & Wesson. I mean, the Proud Boys. Here's to the gun industry-sponsored seditious conspiracy. You better buckle up. Well... Guess what? Because this picture of uh, this Smith and Wesson ad has Gem Tech and whatnot, has the guy's wearing this brand called Perception Brand, and it has brass knuckles on the back, and Proud Boys has used this uh brass knuckles as a symbol of their, you know, whatever their movement is. Um, now he's linking the fact that brass knuckles on Proud Boys and brass knuckles on uh the uh, uh, perception brand equals the same thing, you know, same, same. And, you know, it's just ridiculous. It's, you want to talk about making this giant leap of logic um, and trying to make connections where there isn't any, uh, go for it, dude. But you're you're totally beclowning yourself as uh, Bearing Arms points out. They did a really good article on this and they gave the backstory of how he once worked for, the firearms industry and now he's a crusader to basically leverage his past employment to convince people that he's, you know, knows all things guns. And so really he he keeps putting it out there that he's a moron. But anyway, um that's the way it, it goes. And at one point he even uh acknowledges that perception brand uh, you know, is what Smith & Wesson was promoting. Um, it doesn't it mean that they were promoting Proud Boys. But if you want to make that connection, knock yourself out. You just make a fool of yourself. And uh, so anyway, um, that's, you know, what we're up against as an industry is people who uh, troll, you know, legitimate gun uh, companies and want to make kind of a seditious libel claim that uh, that they're doing something that they're not. The problem with all of this is, <laughs> I guess it's not a problem, it's a good thing, but I'm sure it's not going to affect anybody's uh, outlook on Smith & Wesson because he said so. Um, that's just what he's hoping to accomplish. I'm sure Smith & Wesson is not going to see their a precipitous dip in their sales thanks to um, Ryan Busey, who is apparently a self-proclaimed uh, insider, And knows all things, um, you know, gun community. Now that he's decided that it's, you know, an industry that he wants to shrug off his past from. So anyway, something to look at, and that the attacks come from all sides. Right? They come from many different. There, it's a manifold effort of attacks on the Second Amendment community. And I've said all that to say this: that we just don't need it coming from within. It would be awesome. The day would be wonderful when from within the Second Amendment community, we could band together and have the same message and uh, end all in fighting. But it happens. That's the way it is. Everybody has their own opinion. uh, And that's just the way it is. Uh, I just wish we could all at least toe the line of the Second Amendment is the right to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Let's start there. If we can at least all get on that same page, I'm good. Uh, <laughs> that's fine. And I know not everyone's there. You know, Some people like, oh yeah, I like my revolvers and my single-shot rifles, but nobody needs an AR-15. Anyway, we have exciting new pistol training classes called Pistol 1 through Pistol 4. It's basically your basic class, and it continues to build basic skills all the way through pistol four, where we put it all together. You're working from the holster, and it's it's a defensive pistol paradigm. Sign up; we have them every Monday night. We have ladies-only versions on Saturdays, so check them out on CapeGunworks.com. And we'll be right back. You're listening to Rapid Fire.
1: the VT-10i provides multiple quick and simple access points, including high-resolution biometrics, backlit numeric keys, key entry, and even your smartphone for remote access. The 2-point anti-impact latches keep your safe strong, and Voltec lithium-ion battery charges in just 2.5 hours and lasts up to 6 months. So it won't let you down. There's a reason we're the number one rated biometric safe. Get yours at Voltexafe.com and find us online at Facebook.com/slash Safe.
0: Welcome back to Rapid Fire, your weekly. Show all things guns, freedom, Second Amendment, and self-defense. We appreciate you listening each and every week. And just to kind of close up, close out that thought about all getting on the same page, uh, there's a good article on Bearing Arms today about uh, how safety matters and particularly with firearms. There's a time and a place for all sorts of things, but acting irresponsibly with a gun isn't unlike acting irresponsibly with a car, knife, or any other potentially dangerous thing. You may get away with it for a while, but the moment you stop getting away with it, acting like an idiot, is the moment you or someone else could get killed. That's something we should all be able to rally around, though. even though there are some people that disagree. Well, the article goes on to say, like, stop using the words gun safety, because what it really means as, a, as it relates to the press and as the modern gun control narrative, they're using, they're trying to co-opt this term gun safety because it really means gun control. Uh, it, there's a writer in Nevada that says, let's stop talking gun control and talk gun safety. So that's really what they're trying to do. And who's against Safety. Like That's something we should all be able to rally around, right? The problem is they're trying to use this narrative as, hey, uh, this is how we can keep people safe by passing these new laws like safe storage laws and red flag laws and ending the gun show loophole laws and et cetera, et cetera, which is really a private transfer of firearms. And this is all about gun safety. We just want people to be safe. And that's exactly how the gun control mess that we're in in massachusetts has come about the whole assault weapons ban the whole consumer protection act the mass handguns roster the attorney general's regulations was all in the in the spirit of safety we just we you know we don't want you to be able to buy an unsafe gun we want you to have a gun we want you to accept you know we want you to be able to exercise your right to keep and bear arms but, the butt monkeys always come in, but we want you to be safe. You know, I mean, cars have seat belts. Come on. Cars have seat belts. Guns should be safe. And that's what they say. That's how they use this latest trend to hijack the narrative around gun control. And basically, the thing that they're failing to acknowledge is freedom isn't safe freedom is dangerous and i think it was benjamin franklin that said i prefer dangerous freedom right so it's it's a it's a truth or a truism if you will that freedom is less safe than tyranny as far as uh, I don't think that's true fundamentally. If you play out tyranny all the way out to its logical conclusion, it usually ends very badly for society and for civilians and for entire uh, populations, as you can see in in history. Uh, but if you boil it down on you know black and white, if you do a a little uh, you know whiteboard session, you know let's take away every uh, all guns, because guns are unsafe. Let's take away sharp objects. Let's take away pointy objects. Let's take away, um, you know, anything that could cause a cut or damage or a baseball bat. You know, we take all those. The logical conclusion to that is we all live in a padded room and eat our applesauce dinner with sporks, plastic sporks, and maybe not even sporks, maybe just spoons, because the teeth on the spork could be used to, you know, injure you. But that is the logical conclusion, and that's why I love the new modern era of safety in general, that it's safety third, okay? You acknowledge that there's risks involved in whatever you do. I took a great and calculated risk to drive my truck to work today. I got in the car, even though statistically speaking, I am far more likely to be killed in my automobile than I am by a gun, by a knife, by a bat, by a you know terrorist or whatever. My car is probably the most risky thing I could do is jump in my car and drive, statistically speaking. Um, most of us have either been in an accident or know someone who's been in an accident. Whether it's been a minor accident or a major accident, um, the bottom line is we all know someone who's been in an accident, right? If we ourselves haven't. A lot of us have been in several accidents. Our fault or not, it's still an accident. But the point I'm trying to make is safety is not first. First and foremost, safety is not first. And I know that really rattles some people's paradigm. It rattles your brain a little bit. But think about that. All the people who say safety first, safety first, safety first, they're either liars or they're not knowledgeable enough about what they're saying. If safety was first, you wouldn't do anything. Really, what it comes down to is acknowledging the risks involved in whatever event or whatever situation you find yourself in or whatever activity you're about to partake in. I come from a woodworking background. If we said safety first... We would never use a machine. We would never use a hand tool. We would never use a power tool. We would never use a table saw. We would never use a shaper. These are tools that cause great bodily injury if you know something goes wrong. Yes, we can mitigate the risk by using certain safety mechanisms that we can put in place. We can also employ best practices. We can also put on hearing protection and eye protection so that we don't get splinters that go up in our eye. But it's better to acknowledge the risk, put guardrails in place, and then participate in the activity because the benefit far outweighs the risk. This is something that people don't want to acknowledge is that, yes, there's risk involved in whatever you do in life, whether it be a shooting sport, whether it be a woodworking hobby, whether it be driving in your car to work. But we acknowledge these risks, we mitigate these risks, and we continue to do them because the benefit far outweighs the risk. There's a lot of benefit to doing these risks. So when people are willing to sacrifice the narrative to the altar of convenience of gun safety, I want to call that out and say no. Like I prefer dangerous freedom over safety with a legal system that I can't even navigate because there's so many laws and rules and regulations that, you know, to do anything nowadays, I have to ask permission, get a permit, take a class, get licensed, pay a fee, get fingerprinted, photograph, take background checks, uh, do all this stuff that allegedly makes me safer. But yet there's a whole segment of society that doesn't follow these laws, that doesn't follow these regulations, that don't participate in the orderly conduct of a a lawful and moral people. And so, uh, therefore, (laughs) why should I, as the law-abiding moral person, have to be subject to such scrutiny when people who break the law don't and aren't? And to make matters worse, when they do break the law and when they do violate uh, you know, a, a moral and lawful society and they violate these things and they injure or harm or uh, create m- uh, a situation that is not pleasing to society, what does our government do, the very people who... Try to dictate to us what rights we have and don't have, well, guess what? they put them into this thing called the criminal justice system, and they have this revolving door of justice quote unquote where they continually offend and reoffend and then get back out on their personal recognizance. they pay a fine, they pay a fee, they do some probation, they do some time, and yet. They have proven themselves time and time and time again to be an unproductive member of society that is willing to commit violence upon the least suspecting uh, of our population, and they just go right back into the revolving door justice system. But tell me what you think. How am I off on this? Call or text 508-444-2120. And by the way, this week's winner of our giveaway is Michael D. Look for an email from us. Is that Michael or Michelle? Michael. Michael. Okay, Michael D., look for an email from us. You're going to get the private lesson with Glenn, uh, our senior instructor here at Cape Gunworks, so that's awesome. This week's giveaway is none other than a bulletproof can koozie, can cooler. This is legit bulletproof. Some of you need this, by the way, because... You know your beverages get abused, <laughs> but this is a premier body armor, level two bulletproof can cooler that you're gonna win if you jump on the giveaway this week. Go over to RapidFireRadio.us, scroll down a bit, and enter the contest. We will pull the winner on next week's show. Uh, pull the winner on next week's show, and you need this in your life. You need a premier body armor, bulletproof can cooler koozie for your beverage of choice so go over to cape gunworks uh, excuse me go over to RapidFireRadio.us and enter to win and we will pull the winner on next next week's show let's jump over to the chat i know it's a little truncated and a little hamstrung this week because we cannot uh we cannot get our youtube feed this week thanks to big tech uh we'll get this on the other side um But I appreciate you guys listening in and participating in the chat. We have exciting new pistol training series. Pistol 1, 2, 3, and 4. It's a continuum of pistol training that you can get. Go from nothing to carrying a gun in in a concealed holster situation in just four easy sessions. So go over to capegunworks.com. These are new classes every Monday, and we also have the ladies only classes on Saturdays. So go to CapeCommerce.com and get signed up. We will be right back after this. You're listening to Rapid Fire. Personal protection has never been more popular than it is today the uscca can help fortify your home sharpen your awareness and develop your defensive plan go to uscca.co forward slash rapid fire to sign up Your family's safety and security is your responsibility. Go to uscca.co forward slash rapidfire to sign up for a USCCA membership and get special training, legal advice, and legal protection you and your family need. Vortex offers the very best optics specifically made for shooters with rugged construction designed for extreme environments. Vortex Optics build quality ensures accurate, reliable, and repeatable performance every time you squeeze the trigger. Add fully multi-coated lenses and nitrogen purging, and you have a quality optic with an extremely reasonable price tag. That is the Vortex Difference. Come into Cape Gunworks to see the full line of Vortex Optics today. Welcome back to Rapid Fire, your weekly show all things guns, freedom, Second Amendment, and self-defense. And guess what? We're going to talk about the Rapid Fire Gun of the Week. This is one of my favorite segments, and this is probably what got us taken down off of YouTube. Who knows? But uh, I'm displaying a gun in a very safe and educational manner here on the Rapid Fire line. So if you're watching on the camera, uh, you'll see it. But this week's Gun of the Week from Rapid Fire Radio is the Smith and Wesson 686, and this is a super cool gun. This one happens to be the six shot revolver with the fluted cylinder. It's a 357 Magnum, and which also shoots 38 Special. Uh, so it's a super cool, classic looking stainless steel firearm. This one's six inch barrel. We have them in stock in the uh, six inch, the four inch, and I believe the three inch barrel as well. And uh, they're all the fluted cylinders. This gun is also available in the 7-shot. They call it the 686 Plus, which is uh, a pretty cool little benefit to have that extra round in there to get a 7-shot revolver. But Just a classic gun. Been around since 1981. Uh, Smith & Wesson put these into production then. And I think it's kind of neat that uh, so many guns Smith does that has one slight change becomes a different model. Uh, this one, even though it has a seven-shot capacity or a fluted cylinder or a round cylinder or different barrel lengths, they're all the 686, and um, it is their uh, medium size frame, which I believe is the L-frame, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, the L-frame guns are their medium-sized revolvers, where the J-frame is the small and the K-frame is the large. Um, so it's a it's a pretty cool... Uh, you know, just classic 357 Magnum uh, has adjustable rear sights. It's a double action revolver, so you get that heavy uh, double action trigger press if you just pull the trigger, or you can cock the hammer back into single action mode and get that nice light, easy trigger press. So uh, there's plenty of these floating around there in the world, in the wild, the uh, the 357 Magnums. Uh, a, a round that's here to stay. It's probably one of the most iconic rounds besides maybe the forty four mag or the forty five Colt, if you will. Uh, but I would say it's become way more popular in this modern era of guns than either of those other uh, calibers. And this one is a super cool... Um, Really neat gun. If you want it, you can go to rapidfireradio.us and use code GOW if you want to get a special savings on this gun. Um, We have a few of these in stock right now, the 4-inch, the 6-inch, and the 3-inch. But just a great full-size gun to have for shooting, for planking. Uh, It's always um, nice to have one of these guns in your collection so that if you're taking a new shooter to the range, maybe some 38 special like wad cutters a lot of fun to shoot wad cutters because they punch such a clean hole in the target and so a new shooter when they see that bullseye and that crisp clean hole in the target they're like, oh this is so cool and you'd get lighter recoil out of a larger frame revolver like this 38 special So, there you have it, it's the Smith & Wesson 686 357 Magnum, and uh, we have it in several different configurations. But it's just a cool gun to have, or to talk about, or to, you know, look at. And come on down to Cape Gunworks if you want to see one in person. Uh, but if you want to buy one, you can always use that special GOW gun, uh, code at checkout at RapidFireRadio.us. So, uh, all right, we'll be right back with your chat and your questions after this. Don't go anywhere. I'm Toby Leary. This is Rapid Fire. is 100. This is where the American ingenuity met a trailblazing spirit. Hard work united with patriotism and technology blended with new ideas. That's Federal Ammunition. Right here in Anoka, Minnesota. Born in 1922. Made in America and proud to be the best. Federal Ammunition. A century of innovation. And we're only getting started. Welcome back to Rapid Fire, your weekly show, all things guns, freedom, Second Amendment, and self-defense. So, I apologize for neglecting the chat, but um, here we are. And the chat is very slow today anyway because of our uh, being kicked off YouTube, so I don't know if we'll be able to fix that or make it happen. What's that? It's not slow. Oh, all right. Well, we got... Looks like people have made the transition over to Twitch and Rumble and whatnot. Actually, I haven't chimed in on Rumble yet. So, yeah, I don't see any comments on Rumble anyway. So, all right. But anyway, let's... Uh, uh, Bruno was saying, I was sitting there on YouTube waiting. But anyway, he found us on Facebook. Uh, Mike wants to know if I can lower the trigger pull on a Shield Plus, And absolutely you can. There's a company called Apex Tactical that... Um, we can pop in there for you and, and get you a lighter trigger 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 press much smoother one as well a much cleaner one uh, so that's something you could do so yeah no no problem at all um a, com- a bunch of people got the email that um we're not going to be on youtube today so anyway uh that's uh that's the way it goes and bruno was saying i won the vortex binoculars last week so he's pumped it's he's got the big smiley face which is awesome and um that's good. I'm glad you won. Uh, so let's see. Uh, what is my recommendation on my home defense pistol? For context, I've seen conflicting opinions on running a flashlight on your pistol in case you have to search throughout the house for an intruder. Uh, great question. Um, I don't necess- I used to put a weapons mounted light on my pistol and have since taken it off. Because I don't believe you should be searching through the house with your flashlight if the potential of covering um, someone innocent or a family member or someone who doesn't need to be shot with the muzzle of your gun. So that's, if you think about it, the gun is now your flashlight. And so you're pointing the gun at a lot of places that don't need to be shot. I would much rather stage the gun in the holster and even pull it up slightly out of the holster so I can... To f- deploy the gun if I need to while I'm searching with a handheld light. Um, I'd rather keep the gun even tucked in a high-ready position, maybe even a modified Sewell position, which uh, the Sewell position is um, like interlocked thumbs with the muzzle down at the ground. Uh, that's how the, I believe it was the, if it was if I'm remembering correctly, I don't remember if it was Portugal or Spain or the Brazilians that used to kind of walk through, Uh, some sketchy neighborhoods, if you will, with the gun deployed already, but in a locked, relaxed way, a way of you can support the gun with your support hand, elbows by your side, compressed against your chest, and you can defend the gun very well, but you can also get it into the fight uh, very quickly as well. So um, that would be a preferable way of searching for a threat in the house. However, I would also back up and say um, if your family is secure, and you have everyone accounted for, um, get them into a defensive place, like maybe a staged a room that's going to be your rally point, if you will, and that you can shut the door and barricade your position and lock yourself into that spot, get 911 on the phone, and now you can defend that position. Um, in that case, I wouldn't mind having a flashlight on my gun or a weapon-mounted light, if you will, um, So, because I know everyone's accounted for. But I don't want to be looking through the house because I hear a bump in the night only to find it's some teenage kid coming through the window when he was, wasn't supposed to be out and I'm sitting there searching for him with the muzzle of my gun. Uh, so that's, you know, I think one way of minimizing an unintended consequence or an unintended outcome with a firearm in your own home. Uh, so that's something to think about. Uh, so getting back to my recommendation on a home defense pistol is – I like having a full-size nine-millimeter gun uh, that I could stage in the house uh, for defensive purposes through a in a biometric safe or whatever. And I have a flashlight in the biometric safe with the defense pistol that I run. So uh, that's what I would do. But anyway, uh, something to think about um, as you you know create your home defense plan or your home defense. Uh, action plan, if you will. Um, let's see, Vineyard says, domestic terrorists, how about BLM and so-called Antifa, which accurately should be called Ultra-Fa? Yeah, there, um, there are those groups that are starting to create more and more havoc in our communities. And so, yeah, Hopefully, um, hopefully as time goes on, They will be treated for how they are. That's really all I can say about that. Um, Safe from guns, not safe with guns, is their new position. Yeah, I would I would exactly agree with that. G. Webb's he's saying, um, you know, the new narrative, if you will, is uh, gun safety. That means they're safe from guns, not safe with guns. Because if they really cared about gun safety, they would put gun safety back in schools. I actually do remember uh Officer Campbell coming to my elementary school and talking about firearms in my elementary class. I think it only happened maybe once if I if I'm remembering correctly. Uh but yeah, so that was pretty wild to have um you know, that happen and to think about that happening nowadays, it's It's almost a thing of the past. However, I have taught one safety class in a uh, basic LTC class in a school, (laughs) and I was very nervous about that. I actually had to get a letter from a school administrator saying that I'm not going to be arrested if they uh, call the police on me, but whatever. Uh, So uh, Hustle says, "'Keep me safe from sugars, fats, and gluten, please.'" Yeah, exactly. That's that's a good point. Is that there's plenty of other things out there that we choose to be uh, to participate in that can ultimately have serious health effects on us. And uh, how about medical malpractice? You could make us safe from medical mal- malpractice, right? Um, that would be uh, an interesting situation because more people die from medical malpractice each year than firearms. I know that's a shock to most people, but that's true story right there. Um, KP says I finished Larry uh, Korea's book in defense of the Second Amendment today and recommend it to anyone. And I'm glad you brought that up. I'm in the middle, not quite in the middle. I'm in the first third of that book and uh, have been enjoying it very much. Uh, it's definitely a pull no punches. He makes no apologies for his positions, and uh, we're going to have Larry on. Uh, the second hour in one of these, uh, one of our upcoming shows. I don't exactly know which show it's going to be, but he is scheduled for a future show already. So um, there you go. We're gonna we're gonna have him on. So that'll be exa- that'll be excellent. And uh, I'm not one to be able to recall talking points easily in conversation. Wanted to read it for ammo, but used in conversation with anti gunners. Yeah, that's exactly um, a good point. One thing that you can always default to, and I think Bill Whittle, when we had him on the show, nailed it, and I keep coming back to this and even um, uh, you know the book uh Good Gun Bad guy um, was a, was a a good narrative, if you will, as well, to give you a lot of talking points, but basically boil it all down to this if it, if you need to in conversation is does the 80-year-old or 75-year-old, 90-pound lady have a fundamental right to defend herself against three big attackers that far outweigh her and can uh, easily have their way with her or impose their will upon her? Does she have a fundamental right to defend herself against them? I say yes. And if she does, then what is the best tool for her to be able to defend herself against three violent attackers that outweigh her, they're half their age, you know, fill in the blank, whatever. Um, So I think the argument can be made that the most efficient tool, you could, yeah, you could say pepper spray or taser all that, but those are definitely not as tried and true a method. Um, There's a lot of shortcomings in both of those uh, methods that, probably involve a, a larger or a higher degree of skill to be as proficient with as a firearm. And a firearm certainly needs a level of uh, skill as well, a, a level of proficiency. But um, the the nice thing about a firearm is the mere presence of it can end a threat. And that's something I've, I've been thinking about a lot lately is maybe taking a segment of the show even and using it as a showcase for um, laying out positive outcomes with a firearm, where the little old lady was able to defend herself just by having a gun. Those things never lead the evening news. They never get the, the print that they deserve. They've, uh, they might show up in a rural newspaper somewhere and have, be on page uh, D10, you know, a little story about how a grandmother was able to protect her and her grandkids, you know, against defender because she had a gun and a lot of times without a shot being fired. So showcasing those, and I know they're not as um, sensational of a story as the media likes to portray of people standing on uh, the bodies of the dead to get across their narrative or their point. But the truth of the matter is, it's a far more desirable outcome, right? Everybody, including the perpetrator, went home that day because somebody was armed. And so I'm thinking about making that almost a segment of the show, if you will. But sound off in the comments if you'd like to hear some stories about that. Uh, that's something we could even maybe uh, talk about and have maybe even on the show, if you will, Uh you know, get some guests of those who've been in that situation. Uh but anyway, um so don't think you gotta remember every talking point of, you know, pro two A, uh pro Second Amendment. So um yeah. All right. Five oh eight. Is that the last set? okay, we got one more segment. I can't keep track of my own show. So what? No what? This last segment? Is that the last segment? All right. So I guess I am on track. That's the end of the first hour. Holy smokes. Thank you for tuning in. Remember the show ends here, but it goes on for another hour. So tune in at rapidfireradio.us or call the text line Rapid Fire line 508-444-2120. Go over to rapidfireradio.us and ask some questions. Check out our online content. Like, subscribe, share, and comment on all of our social media and defeat those evil algorithms that want to shut us down. Freedom will always be on the right side of history. Stay tuned. We'll be back after this, or we'll see you next week. Thanks so much. I'm Toby Lear.
1: It can tear up a family.
2: He said he was tried in the court of public opinion before he ever stepped foot in a courtroom, but surveillance video helped shed light on what actually happened. 50-year-old Ford employee Billy Cowart was charged with attempted murder for shooting his gun in the United Auto Workers 551 parking lot in June 2016.
1: To have everything you work for taken away
2: court was suspended and then terminated from his job with ford where he'd worked for nearly two decades
1: to have somebody have your back and have a company that have your back and then they put me in touch with a great attorney that was the best feeling
0: go to uscca.com to learn more about protecting yourself and your family Alexander Hamilton said Those who stand for nothing will fall for anything This is Toby from Cape Gunworks When our founding fathers drafted the Second Amendment There was no question of its meaning Today, if you have questions Come to Cape Gunworks for some advice, training Or to send a few rounds downrange We have a fully stocked pro shop With a huge selection of guns, crossbows, archery Classes, rentals A 15 lane range and a friendly staff Come on down to Cape Gunworks Airport Road Hyannis Or capegunworks.com
2: Constitutional carry has become all the rage these days. Apparently the mainstream media has gotten all over this term and they're really misinterpreting what it means. And there's something that you need to know as a responsibly armed American. Constitutional carry simply allows you to carry a gun without a permit. That's it. It does not vacate your responsibility of what you're going to do with that gun. Remember, you are responsible for every action you take and certainly every round that comes out of that muzzle. And constitutional carry doesn't take that away. So when we're arguing with anti-gunners who are complaining that constitutional carry makes the world less safe, let's remind them that whether a state has constitutional carry or an over-the-top requirement for you to get your concealed carry permit, none of that takes away your responsibility when you're dealing with a firearm. You will be held accountable for your actions, as every responsibly armed American should be. So make sure you get the proper training, and you know your laws, so you're doing the right thing. I'm Kevin Mikulowski, editor of Concealed Carry Magazine.
0: Go to uscca.com to learn more about protecting yourself and your family. Welcome back to Rapid Fire, your weekly show all things guns, freedom, the Second Amendment, and self-defense. It's a two-way talk radio show sponsored by Vortex Optics and the USCCA. So make sure you tune in each and every week at rapidfireradio.us and join the conversation. You can always call or text the Rapid Fire line, 508-444-2120. That's 508-444-2120. We would love to hear from you. Either you can sound off in the comments on the live stream, or you can call us or shoot us a text. Um, We appreciate you guys listening and participating. Unfortunately, there was an emergency that popped up with our guest, so he was unable to join us today, but we're going to try and reschedule with him. So we're going to just go through the chat, and we'll also talk uh, news so as it comes down the pipeline. So we're going to continue with your comments and your your you know, uh, questions. So we appreciate that. So uh, one thing that came up yesterday in the Grace Curley show, and uh, I know uh, Smeggy, one of our regulars on the chat, put in a masterfully written anecdotal uh, narrative of how the Second Amendment reads in the Constitution and clears up, any ambiguity about who it applies to. And uh, he it was his breakfast message. I'm hoping if he's here, he can drop that back into the chat because I'll read it. But basically, um, it, it answers the question of who does the Second Amendment apply to in pretty obvious terms. Um, but as I mentioned in the first hour, that the Second Amendment is very clearly written for the the right of the individual. That's what the whole Bill of Rights is. And so um, to try and construe that as it's just a government organization like the National Guard or a militia is absolutely ridiculous and ludicrous because the government never acknowledges what its own capabilities are in something called the Bill of Rights. It it would only, uh, you know, it it does that in in its... uh, corporate documents if you will but not in something that is afforded to us as our bill of rights so um there's also a really good um thought about laws in general and don and stoughton who's a regular contributor to uh, my show if you will or he's a frequent flyer on the um email that he sent emails that he sends me um but he put it very eloquently in that he said all laws are revised for efficacy Um, so if you think about it the laws of the land are put there for a reason and they're done and revised for efficacy right Um, so he goes on to say that if the laws do nothing to solve the evil that they are designed to create then the law is useless. Useless laws are unconstitutional. So even if Massachusetts or any state could enact gun laws upon lawful citizens, the laws would have to be monitored for efficacy. If the evil is not absolutely reduced, then the law is ineffective. Uh, A constitutional republic... At common law, public servants are only privileged to act upon certain things, and if not specifically allowed, absolutely denied. The right to arms is not a privilege; is not privileged to public servants by constitutional limitations, and further denied by the Second Amendment. Remember, it goes on to say, "shall not be infringed." Um, therefore, all Massachusetts gun possession laws and such acts of Congress are patently unconstitutional. This is the law. And I I agree 100% with that logic and that um, narrative, if you will, or that uh, legal explanation of how laws are. And we saw this play out in the 94 assault weapons ban, which was studied for 10 years to see if it in fact did reduce crime, reduce you know violence in our cities and make us safer. And the bottom line is it didn't and therefore had to go away. So that was one example of this situation. And so can we look at our gun control laws as they have been enacted and been put on the books for long periods of time and had lots of, Uh, ability to study the effects of them on our society, can we look at them and say we are safer as a result of these gun control laws? I think the evidence points directly in the other direction. And again, this all comes back to freedom isn't safe to begin with, but what is the efficacy of these gun control laws? If you look at Massachusetts as a case study, we have one of the most strict and stringent gun control laws laws in the nation or states in the nation but yet guess what we have the most violent state in the northeast so you can say oh the gun laws in massachusetts make it one of the safest cities in the country when you're comparing it to la and new york and you know some of the other cities and so but that's irrelevant why don't we look at what's right around us So we have cities to our north, you know, we have uh, Portland, we have um, Concord, we have um, Vermont, which, you know, we have lots of cities in Vermont, if you will, uh, uh, Burlington. And guess what? Those cities um, are far less violent than Massachusetts. And all three of those states are constitutional carry states. So, a state which has very little, if not, you know, no gun laws, like Maine and New Hampshire, and unfortunately, Vermont, which was the original constitutional carry state, has now enacted some serious gun control. Um, They've put limitations on magazine capacity and also some firearms you can and can't own. Ironically, at the same time, made suppressor ownership legal, which was funny, uh, became the, I think, 42nd or 43rd state. uh, Yeah, I believe they were the 42nd state to legalize suppressor ownership. So, ironically, they made some things more stringent, but they relaxed other things. And they are still a constitutional carry state, but they have some other, you know, gun control laws in place. But they are that was a situation of a solution in search of a problem. You know, Vermont did not have mass shootings happening. They didn't have high gun crime, if you will, or crime that uh with firearms um by a criminal element. They they just didn't. But yet after every major shooting event in the city in the country, their politicians were which had no stomach for standing up for your constitutional rights. They just basically uh, ran roughshod over it and said, hey, we're coming for your rights even though it's a solution in search of a problem, just like it was in Massachusetts with Maury Healy's enforcement notice of the assault weapons ban. But tell me what you think, 508-444-2120. It's 508-444-2120. Uh, we'd be happy to have you on the show if you want to call, text, or uh, leave a message. So, um, by all means, chime in. We want to hear from you. And don't forget about the poll over at rapidfireradio.us and at Twitter. You type in rapidfireradio on our Twitter page. The poll question is, will there be an injunction or a temporary restraining order on the pistol brace rule? Yes, no, or maybe. Uh, so I'll talk about the poll results on the other side. You're listening to Rapid Fire. I'm Toby Leary. We'll be right back. A firearm for personal protection has never been more popular than it is today. USCCA can help fortify your home, sharpen your awareness, and develop your defensive plan. Go to uscca.co forward slash rapidfire to sign up. Your family's safety and security is your responsibility. Go to uscca.co forward slash rapidfire to sign up for a USCCA membership and get special training, legal advice, and legal protection you and your family need. Vortex offers the very best optics specifically made for shooters with rugged construction designed for extreme environments. Vortex Optics build quality ensures accurate, reliable, and repeatable performance every time you squeeze the trigger. Add fully multi-coated lenses and nitrogen purging, and you have a quality optic with an extremely reasonable price tag. That is the Vortex difference. Come into Cape Gunworks to see the full line of Vortex Optics today. Welcome back to Rapid Fire, your weekly show about guns, freedom, Second Amendment, and self-defense. The phone number here is 508-444-2120. Give us a call any time of the day or night. Or today, we got wide open phone lines because the second hour, uh, we had an emergency happen with our scheduled guest, and they were unable to be on, but we will reschedule with them. And the poll of the day is, will there be an injunction or a temporary restraint? Restraining order on the pistol brace rule that is set to go into effect. Yes, no, or maybe. Uh, right now, yes is 25%, no is 25%, and 50% say maybe. Could be. But go over to rapidfireradio.us and find the poll question or go to Twitter, Rapidfireradio, all one word, and vote in our poll. Let your voice be heard. And this week's code for the website, for all of our radio and podcast listeners, is Python. So if you want to get a very special deal on checkout, go over to the website and type in Python. That will work uh, with any product we're selling. We also still are shipping ammo in Massachusetts. Any, uh, any order over 300 bucks is free shipping. Uh, here's GWeb's coming up to the plate for me. A well-balanced breakfast being necessary for a healthy diet, the right to eat fruit shall not be infringed. Uh, I think it was the right of the people to eat fruit shall not be infringed. So, a well-balanced breakfast, yeah. Um, So, the question is, uh, does the breakfast have the right to eat fruit or does the person have the right to eat fruit? Um. And I think it's pretty clear when you say it in those terms. Um, So anyway, uh, way to put it there. I think, uh, yeah, here it is. A well-regulated breakfast being necessary to the security of a free state. The right of the people to keep and bear fruit shall not be infringed. That's not a bad way to put it either. It's a little different. I think it would be eat. But who has the right to eat the fruit? It would be the people, not the... Uh, well-regulated breakfast, that's ridiculous, um, or the security, or the state even. <clears throat> um, is Cape Gunworks able to help the AD uh, military ship personal guns to Alaska to avoid going through Canada? Absolutely, we can do that. We've shipped many a guns to Canada, not a problem. And uh, KP says, I carry spear gold dot, but I've been looking hard at Underwood Lehigh defense solid Hall hollow points lately yeah they're pretty good they penetrate deeply and create a this kind of vortex effect in soft tissue so they're very uh effective rounds and very good i've sold them plenty of times but along that idea is the fort scott munitions tumble on impact round i use those myself um i like it it's a solid copper bullet that tumbles once it hits soft tissue but it's also a match grade projectile, which I really like. And it uses the first three inches to penetrate through, you know, barriers or glass or wood or whatever it is that you're shooting through or hide or bone or whatever. You can use them for hunting applications as well. So you get a double whammy, if you will. You get a match grade projectile and uh, very effective or efficient or um, devastating Uh, terminal ballistics. So that's one reason I like him uh, for that reason. So anyway, um, let's see here. Uh, Yeah, that was what is the defensive nine millimeter ammo of choice. So I think I answered that with that. Uh, How many new pro 2A folks were anti-gun until they discovered they were really anti-rights? Yeah, that's a good point too, G-Webs. There's a guy who um, is a Canadian blogger that said um, if you're anti-gun, you're not technically anti-gun. You're actually pro-gun. You're just anti-private ownership of guns. You would rather guns be centralized in the hands of government power because that's really what happens when you take guns away from citizens is you centralize gun ownership in the hands of uh, either militaries or police powers. And we know that has never turned out badly, right, in history. That's always worked out in the favor of the people, right? That's never gone sideways on us as a society or any society where the civilian population is disarmed and unable to defend themselves and only government owns arms and, you know, has access to arms, so that naturally is going to work out well for the people who are subjugated to the uh, rule of law in that in that whatever they deem the rule of law to be. So that's really how that uh, has gone very wrong in a lot of societies. Look at you know Cambodia. there's so many examples of this in even the modern age here, the modern era, just in the last seventy five, eighty years. You know, I think uh, someone once said, um, "Communism has worked so well; it's only killed a hundred million people. Let's give it another chance." And how do they do that? They do that in the gross overregulation of a disarmed and a conquered people. And once they have them in that situation, now the guys with the guns can rule. Hundreds and hundreds of people. Um, Honestly, the truth of the matter is the people have more power than they know, but they've been beaten into submission, if you will. So they've been threatened, they've been cajoled, they've been, uh, you know, had their rights stripped down to the bone, where now they don't even have uh, the most basic of human rights because the guys with the guns tell them so. And that's exactly what our Founding fathers were so adamant about preventing happening here in America. And here we are, 250 years later, sitting here parsing about the nuance of the Second Amendment and saying, oh, it really only applies to cities and, and governments and you know states and whatnot. Ridiculous. Um, but there was no question about what our founders meant when they enacted the Second Amendment. And that's why it was never even brought up in casual conversation. In fact, just the opposite is true. If you want to look at historic laws that point to civilian gun ownership, there was a time in Massachusetts when it was illegal to be caught walking to church without your gun. (laughs) Imagine that. If you were caught without your gun on the way to church, you could be fined. Because they understood the risk involved of walking around unarmed, and government was like, "Hey, it ain't our job to keep you safe, and there's no nine one one yet, so we're not the cavalry isn't going to ride up over the hill to save you because of your poor choice of not defending yourself with arms." Uh, think about that, and then plug it into your "nobody has the right to a gun" argument and see how far you can get with logic and. And reason it doesn't make sense. It doesn't get you very far. Then you got the people who are like, well, no one could have foreseen an AR-15. Well, I think our founders were very brilliant when they said the right to keep and bear arms. They didn't say the right to keep and bear muskets shall not be infringed. They knew technology changed. They knew the arms fits a large description of bills. Think about it this way. They came out of a, you know, there was a medieval period where there were archers who used stringed bows and vertical bows, but yet there were also knights and military uh, weapons that were crossbows, much more powerful, easier to aim. You shoulder firearm. you have four points of contact instead of two points of contact or three points of contact. And they were much easier to aim and quicker and more efficient. Uh, they didn't ever say um, you can't have the same arms that the military has. They knew that the basic hum- human evolution was that we were going to uh, create new arms, that we were going to create new ways of more efficient ways to defend ourselves and they knew government was going to do that as well and if the intent was always to have the ability to keep government in check then you can't put limitations on the second amendment you can't it has to be what is in common and ordinary use what the government has at its disposal is what the the people so you say so you're saying that You know, we should have tactical nukes. No, I'm not. I'm not saying that the average person should have tactical nukes. But I am saying that our society was designed and created for a moral and a lawful society. People that followed the most basic of human law that is written on the tablets of our heart that can be boiled down to the golden rule of do unto others as you would have them do unto you. And that is basically what it comes down to. You know, people back then were willing to help each other and go outside and and, you know, be a brother to their neighbor or be a friend or be a neighbor uh, because they didn't risk their life in doing so. And when society as a whole is willing to watch each other's back and you can mount a posse to go after the, the bad guy and, you know, you had the means in which to protect yourself, then that was a safe and a responsible and a polite society. But let me know what you think. 508-444-2120 is the number here. And we'll continue the conversation on the other side. Let me know what you think. And uh, by the way, we're going to be at the Wilmington Gun Show this Saturday. If you're listening to this live... This Saturday and Sunday we will be at the Wilmington Gun Show at the uh, I think uh, it's the Shriners Convention Center. Uh, so if you want to come see our booth, we'd love to have you. What should we have there? What should we bring down to the to the gun show? I want to hear from you on that. Let me know in the chat or give us a call and let me know. And if you travel or want to get your license to carry in multiple states, we still have the Utah. 36 state concealed carry class you get everything you need to apply for the license at the end of class go to capegunworks.com and click on the class link to book the class today we'll be right back i'm toby leary rapid fire
1: this is the voltech vt 10i it's your travel buddy so it goes where you go to your work on the road or at the range it's the smart and rugged safe built to protect, no matter what you trust it with. We've made sure every inch of your safe is built to the highest possible standards. Security is at the forefront of our thoughts, so no unwanted guest. The VT-10i provides multiple quick and simple access points, including high-resolution biometrics, backlit numeric keys, key entry, and even your smartphone for remote access. The 2-point anti-impact latches keep your safe strong. And Voltec lithium-ion battery charges in just 2.5 hours and lasts up to 6 months. So it won't let you down. There's a reason we're the number one rated biometric safe. Get yours at VoltecSafe.com and find us online at Facebook.com slash
0: Welcome back to Rapid Fire, your weekly show all things guns, freedom, Second Amendment, and self-defense. And this week's winner is Michael D. Look for an email from us. You won the private lesson with none other than the great Glenn Wilcox, one of our senior instructors here at Cape Gunworks. And you're going to get a private lesson with him. And this week we're giving away the Premier Body Armor Bulletproof Can Cooler. This will be all the hype around the pool or around the on the beach or on the boat this summer, you need your can cooler to be bulletproof. Some of you desperately need this based on uh, you know where you go and who you hang with but <laughs> all kidding aside, the premier body armor this is a level two uh, body armor that will protect your can and keep it from sweating all over the place. so uh, keep your beverage cold in the bulletproof can cooler. Uh, from Premier Body Armor. We're giving it away. So go over to rapidfireradio.us and uh, scroll down and enter the giveaway. Also, while you're there, vote in our poll. We have the the poll uh, question this week is, will the pistol brace rule, as it's been rolled out by the ATF, be halted by some sort of preliminary injunction or temporary restraining order, or will it be allowed to continue that the ATF now has congressional powers to write law? Um, so it's yes, no, or maybe, and I'm going to roll over there and see what the poll results are so far, um, And uh, but go ahead and vote. You can vote at rapidfireradio.us, or you can scroll up, go over to Twitter and type in rapid fire radio, um, all one word into the chat box and you'll be able to find the rapid fire radio. Oh no, I just lost my internet connection. Great. So that's fun. Um, but anyway, go over to rapid fire radio and you'll, you'll be able to, uh, vote in our poll. Hopefully it's open and up on your, up on your, uh, chat, but it's, It's not on mine. Twitter has gone the way of YouTube today. It's one of those days, I guess. Now it's back up. All right. All right, I'm going to read it in one sec. So um, right now, yes is trending at 40%. No is trending at 20%. And maybe is trending at 40%. So uh, go over to Twitter and vote or go to rapidfireradio.us. Also, um, this week's discount code on the website is Python. If you want to take advantage of a special savings on your entire order, go to uh, CapeGunworks.com and use discount code Python at checkout. All right, uh, is Cape Gunworks able to help? I already answered that question. Oh, you did. I yeah, sorry. I already answered that one. Sorry, uh, I'm getting retreads posted in my face, but. Uh, Anyway, um, from the chat line, privateers were legal at the time of the Constitution. You could own cannons and your own fleet privately. Yes, good point. Um, I love. I think it was uh, after every time Joe Biden says you couldn't own a cannon after the Second Amendment. You know, after the country was formed, uh, FPC Firearms Policy Coalition puts a uh, put out a meme and it says. laughs privateers secretly you know like they're chuckling to themselves like they own a whole fleet of ships with cannons on them so anyway um, G Webb says our rights may not matter to them our property is never going to appeal to them but they base their opinions on misrepresentations of reality suicide deaths are two-thirds of gun related death yet yet no gun control focuses on eliminating Reasons or causes? Only one method. I have heard stories where anti's can be made aware of their false facts, and that takes the anger about guns away from them. Sometimes they become new allies. Yeah, that's a great point, uh, G. Webs. And I did. I actually was in a, a dinner party this past summer where um, I was sit. I was completely surrounded by people who were anti-gun. And they thought I was one of them. They did not know I owned a gun store. So they uh, they stepped in it pretty good as they said, Toby, do you think 18-year-olds should be able to own an AR-15? And then within three seconds, I could instantly see they regretted that. But as G-Webs is pointing out in the chat here, um, I didn't like start shouting. I didn't start pounding my fist on the table. All I did was... Uh, begin to ask questions. And he said, you know, here that I've heard stories where antis can be made aware of their false facts um, that takes the anger about guns away from them. Sometimes they become new allies. That's exactly what happened to a couple of the people at the table. Not everyone, but a couple of people. And one who kind of led the charge of her gun control uh, vitriol towards me at first was able to be disarmed. And she she at the end said, wow, I have never thought of it that way. And thank you for like opening my eyes to this. And no, she wasn't an old lady. She was a young. um, No, I don't, I don't remember what the conversation, how the conversation went. I think I was more educating on how we don't have a gun problem in our country. We have a mental health crisis because guns have been are more restricted now than they ever have been in our country like we've we talked about this in the chat yesterday but you used to be able to order guns from the JCPenney catalog from the Sears and Roebuck catalog have it delivered to your door we used to have rifle teams in high school that would take their guns to school in the back of their pickup trucks uh, you know, I remember I still have customers that come in all the time and say, yeah, man, we drove to high school with the shotguns or the rifles in the in the rifle racks in the pickup truck in our unlocked car with the keys in the ignition uh, so that we could hunt on the way home. We could hit the range on the way home. And oftentimes, he, one guy actually remembered... Uh, telling the the school resource officer that just happened to be parked there one day, I don't think he was considered a school resource officer, he was just a police officer that was there for some other reason, that uh, he asked, where are you boys going? And he, oh, we're going duck hunting. Oh, yeah, what, what do you got? And he, oh, I just got a brand new 12-gauge shotgun. Oh, let me see. So they pop open the trunk of the car and they're showing the cop the 12-gauge sh- shotgun in the trunk of the car in the school parking lot. And... The guy's going, oh, that's cool, that's great, that's awesome, nice gun, yeah, that's great, I wish I could join you guys, but I'm not off duty until, you know, after dark. So uh, the cop checking out the gun in the trunk of the high school parking lot in a student's car, like, that was the access to guns back then. Uh, I'm not that old, and I remember my friend having the gun cabinet in his bedroom when I was growing up, one of my best friends had the gun cabinet in his room as a young teenager. Yes, it was locked and yes, we figured out a way to pick the lock. (laughs) But guess what? The point is access to guns has never been more restricted than it is now. So, the problem isn't guns. The problem is mental health. It's Uh, We do a far worse job in the mental health arena than we did in the past. Uh, You used to be able to get help for people and get them committed against their will if they were a threat to themselves or others. Now, I know those are some harsh words, but now what we do is we closed all the institutions and we dumped them out on the street, and now we call them homeless. And unfortunately, that's a sad state of affairs that we're in nowadays. Um, yeah, G-Webs is saying we had guns in our rooms, no locks. Um, and, you know, that's that's the truth of the matter, is people don't want to acknowledge that you could be in the checkout line at the local hardware store, and there was a, a Cooper's barrel there with a bunch of MILSERP rifles that were five bucks. And while you're sitting there paying for your, you know, shovel and your uh, your rubber gloves or your canvas gloves to go home and do some gardening and you're looking at the mill serps and you see one in particularly better condition than the others you'd pull it out and go alright add this to the to the bill and they'd charge you the extra five bucks and you'd walk out the door with that military weapon the mill serp you know 1903 or 1917 Eddie Stone or uh, you know whatever it was the 1898 Craig 3040 Craig you know those were guns that were in common and ordinary use but they were also in great abundance because they were military weapons they were issued by the US military and it only came a thing became a thing of a military style assault weapon uh now that semi-automatics were created but guess what semi-automatics have been around for way over 100 years late 1800s early 1900s and a lot of those had a lot more firepower than the modern military quote unquote assault weapon which shoots five five six. Some of these were thirty odd six or three oh eight or you know uh, some hunting caliber cartridge that were, you know, big honking deer rounds and they were semi automatic, detachable mag fed uh weapons. Never a problem never a problem I mean yes was crime was there a crime absolutely but nobody blamed the object they blamed the person they said man that's too bad that guy broke bad and you know he did something stupid let's prosecute him to the fullest extent of the law that's the way it works and that's the way it works with every other thing in society whether it be a rope a chain a swimming pool a plastic bag duct tape Uh, you know piano wire we don't ban piano wire when the cabal you know uses it or the, the drug cartels use it for their colombian neckties right all right i digress don't forget to check out date night every friday and ladies night on thursdays or try a range experience package we have some exciting new range experience packages coming out and you don't need a gun license to try out a gun like that we will be right back. You're listening to Rapid Fire. I'm Toby Lee. Carrying a firearm for personal protection has never been more popular than it is today. The USCCA can help fortify your home, sharpen your awareness, and develop your defensive plan. Go to uscca.co forward slash rapidfire to sign up. Your family's safety and security is your responsibility. Go to uscca.co forward slash rapidfire to sign up for a USCCA membership and get special training, legal advice, and legal protection you and your family need. Vortex offers the very best optics specifically made for shooters with rugged construction designed for extreme environments. Vortex Optics build quality ensures accurate, reliable, and repeatable performance every time you squeeze the trigger. Add fully multi-coated lenses and nitrogen purging, and you have a quality optic with an extremely reasonable price tag. That is the Vortex Difference. Come into Cape Gunworks to see the full line of Vortex Optics today. Welcome back to Rapid Fire, your weekly show all things guns, freedom, Second Amendment, and self-defense. And we are in the second hour. We're plodding right through with your comments and questions in the chat and also some of my uh, hobby horses I like to jump on, namely gun control advocacy. Like I, you know, I like to uh, be an advocate for the Second Amendment, so we're talking some talking points And we're going to beta test, because this is the short segment, we're going to beta test some of what I teased out there that we might actually do a whole segment on this. And I'm going to talk about um, the most recent case of, uh, well, I wouldn't say the most recent, but I would say the most widely talked about and uh, that actually hit the mainstream media. And most of you will remember this uh, back in July, but Hero... Armed citizen landed 8 of 10 shots at 40 yards to stop a mass shooting in 15 seconds. This is from American Military News Magazine. And Eli Dickin, the armed citizen who stopped a mass shooter in an Indiana mall on Sunday, was carrying a pistol under the state's recently enacted constitutional carry law, which went into effect on July 1st. Imagine that within days of that constitutional carry law going into effect. Eli Dickon was carrying this, and in just 15 seconds after the mass shooter opened fire, Dickens steadied himself on a pole and fired 8 of 10 shots, striking the gunman from 40 yards away, police said. His actions were nothing short of heroic. He engaged the gunman from quite a distance with a handgun, was very proficient in that, was tactically sound as he moved in to close in on the suspect, and he was also monitoring for people to exit, motioning uh for people to exit behind him, said Greenwood Police Chief Jim Ilson, or Ison, according to WTHR. Many people would have died last night if not for a responsible armed citizen that took action very quickly within the first two minutes of the shooting. Eisen had released a public statement on Tuesday confirming Dickon had stopped the massacre just 15 seconds, not two minutes after, as first reported. Um, so that's huge. Uh, the Greenwood police department, I'm going to read their, their statement. It says, I would like to make a correction of the statement made yesterday at 2 PM at press conference concerning the Greenwood park mall shooting. There was an error in the timeline of events, the time-lapse between the moment that Jonah uh, Jonathan, I'm not going to mention his last name, exited the restroom and began shooting. And when he was shot by the civilian, Elijah Dickinson, was only 15 seconds, not two minutes. The surveillance video shows the shooter exit the restroom at 5.56.48, and he was neutralized by Dickens at 5.57.03. This error was simply the result of misreading notes during the conference. I feel the need to correct this immediately, says Chief James Ison. He wanted to get his facts straight. So um, that's that's a great correction. Um, it goes on to say previously, uh, let's see, previously police say Dickon fired 10 shots from his handgun, and that the suspect fired 22 rounds, killing three and injuring two in the mall food court Sunday night. Um, as police evacuated the mall, Dickens' girlfriend, Shay Goldman, contacted her grandmother and told her that Dickon protected her from the mass shooter. I just know when I got the phone call that she was at the mall, I was scared. She said, Grandma, I'm okay, but I'm terrified. And then she says, Grandma, what is this world coming to? And she says, I don't think I'll ever step foot in a mall again, the grandmother told WTHR. I just know that I'm so proud of him for what he did. He saved my granddaughter, and I know he did. She continued. She said on the phone when she called me, Grandma, I'm okay. Eli pushed me out of the way and told me to get down and stay down, and everybody should be proud of him for what he's done. If not, there would have been a lot more. Police said Dickens learned how to shoot from his grandfather, and according to Goldman's grandmother, he also she also helped during the terrifying ordeal. Shea has been in a nursing school for two years. She said she took her coat off and put a tourniquet around it and waited. Her grandmother explained she jumped in and went into action. Yeah, it's just her adrenaline mode just to do that. I'm glad they're both okay, and I'm glad he did what he did, but we need prayers for him. He needs prayers because that to sit, take someone's life is hard. She added, just please, let's pray for them. That's what this need, this world, this is what is needed to pray and pray for this world. Dickens' attorney, Guy A. Relford, said in a statement that Dickens is waiting to speak about the shooting to respect those who were killed, according to the Washington Examiner. Uh, so, yeah, that's a story that did, fortunately, make mainstream media, and it's a perfect example of how the armed population can do so much greater good than an armed criminal element and it'll be uh, you know a a much better place when more people are armed in society and trained in the safe and efficient use and we have exciting news along those lines we have pistol 1 through 4 happening so you want to sign up and take that you can become a proficient and efficient shooter yourself and follow in the footsteps of Elijah Dickin if you needed to Hopefully you never will, and most people will not, but it's best to be trained. So sign up at Cape Gunworks. We have every Monday class and ladies-only classes on Saturday. Go to capegunworks.com. We'll be right back. This is Rapid Fire. The is 100. This is where the American ingenuity met a trailblazing spirit. Hard work united with patriotism and technology blended with new ideas. That's Federal Ammunition. Right here in Anoka, Minnesota, born in 1922, made in America, and proud to be the best. Federal Ammunition, a century of innovation, and we're only getting started. Welcome back to Rapid Fire, a weekly show all things Guns, freedom, Second Amendment, and Self-Defense. And we're going to jump right in the chat after that recap on Elijah Dickens. What do you think? Should we do that as a segment in the show and showcase when a hero has to stand in the gap and use a firearm to defend the innocent or themselves or their family, if you will? Uh, that's what makes him a hero is that he put himself... In harm's way in order to um, in order to save others that he had no yeah it, he saved himself and his girlfriend but he also saved people he had no knowledge of and no one you know people he didn't even know so anyway uh, Bad Rad says in 1975 I walked to school with a Remington 1100 in a case for ninth grade English show and tell about how to clean a shotgun carried my shotgun home after school unfathomable today. Um, Yeah. Interesting. Uh, That's a great point. Um, You know what's ironic, though? My kids went to a private school for a while, and the school unfortunately no longer exists, but my son wanted to be John Paul Jones, and so we asked the headmaster of the school if he could take a muzzle-loading pistol to school He's like absolutely. So he brought a cutlass and a muzzle loading pistol for show and tell and he made a cannon out of like cardboard and paper and then did a whole, you know, class project on John John Paul Jones and uh you know, I was like this is awesome. I remember relishing the fact that my son had a gun in his school and uh it was it was pretty cool, but and the best part was the headmaster's reaction to the whole If you will, you know, is it all right if he brings it? Absolutely. You know, (laughs) so it was great. And, uh, you know, he didn't pull the school and make sure everyone's okay with it. But um, anyway, Uh, let's see. They've tried. Here's an excerpt from uh, from Larry. uh, Larry's book that we were talking about earlier in the show. They've tried to stamp our culture out of existence. Just wait until the government freezes your bank accounts for stating unauthorized opinions. That's happening in other Western nations right now. Any government powerful enough to give everything is powerful enough to take it all away. Worse, any system that vast and potent will always attract the meanest bullies in society. Even if a government with a totally disarmed and dependent populace hasn't turned into rule by tyrants yet, it will. Exactly, and Vineyard says semi auto technology dates back to at least eighteen ninety six with the introduction of the broom handle Mauser pistol. The media treats semi automatic firearms as if they were something new when in fact they started in an era when most people were still uh, loping around on horseback great great point uh, mike that's that's hundred percent true, and uh, those broom handle Mausers were also made into machine guns and short-barreled rifles those broomhandle mausers had stock things that attached to the grip and then you could shoulder fire them and you made an illegal shoulder-fired weapon short-barreled rifle just think i mean oh my gosh what did people do before the nfa what did they do before the gun control act you know because these broomhandle mausers were flying around they could be loaded quickly with a stripper clip they were used by militaries they were machine guns and they were short barreled rifles they were shoulder fired pistols oh my gosh it's only taken us over a hundred years to uh have the atf rewrite the law for us so that those things won't will be taken off the streets um good point so uh there are some pretty cool le trade-ins being posted on at online sellers recently. Would Toby consider selling LE trade-ins again at CG Dub? Obviously only those complying with the mass law. MIT had a rifle team and an indoor range in Cambridge, Mass. Oh, the horror. Yes. Um, I would definitely sell LE trade-ins at Cape Gunworks. No problem. Be happy to do that. It's tough to find them though, but I do buy them whenever they're offered to me and sell, we sell them. So, um... Yeah, Restream, uh, one of the chat line people say that, sorry if I uh, answered the question already. He'll listen to the podcast later, but I wanted to say that it's sad that there's only 6,000 members of Goal out of 600,000 gun owners in Massachusetts. Disgraceful, thanks. I agree. Um, everyone should be a member of Goal if you're in Massachusetts. Um, that would be good. Um, I think I mentioned that when Toby had the recent guest on, I called in and explained that I had an awakening recently and realized that I need to help those who help us and defend us and will help with my votes in my wallet. Um, Hi, Toby. I have a mass LTC and a New Hampshire non-resident LTC. Now that New Hampshire is a constitutional carry state, does New Hampshire non-resident LTC do anything for me in New Hampshire? The only thing it does is there are some states that have reciprocity agreements with New Hampshire It doesn't help you to be able to carry a gun in New Hampshire anymore, but I think New Hampshire has written reciprocity agreements with other states. So that's the only thing that it would help you with, if you will. So um, you might want to keep it and research who has written reciprocity agreements with New Hampshire and keep it just for that reason. But anyway, um, that would be good. Let's see... uh, Ryan says, thank God for him. And I'm not sure who he means. I think he means, um, you. me. Oh, so. all right. Well, because of the previous comment. <laughs> the pre- com- uh, all right. Well, if it was someone else, Ryan, uh, I'm happy to do the shout out. Mike wants to know, can the SIG, the five, five, six SIG Virtus MCX be ordered from you guys and how much would it be and how long would it take to get? Do you think? How long? I don't know the the price is, I think twenty two ninety nine, if I'm not mistaken. And yes, you can special order it. We just plowed through. I think twenty of them. So uh, we filled back orders, and a few hit the shelves. So definitely get in the queue and order one. Uh, we have one seven six two by thirty nine left, and if you buy that, you can always get the Sig vertus mcx uh conversion kit which is 699 so then you can kind of have the best of both worlds you can have the 762 by 39 and the 556 all in one we just did that the other day i sold a 762 by 39 sig Virtus rifle and ordered the guy the 556 conversion so yeah absolutely you can order it and i highly recommend you do a special order for that from the chat line, I bought a Remington 22 Cal in Woolworths in downtown Boston in 1970. Came home on the train and trolley with it on my lap and no one even looked at me. Now the MBTA would have been shut down. Very sad. We are always the enemy. Yeah, there was a I remember hearing stories about a millserp retailer in downtown Boston that had thousands of rifles right after the war and the 50s and 60s, and you'd take the train there and you'd leave with your M1 Garand or your M1 Carbine or your Enfield, uh, O3 Enfields or your uh, Springfield O3s or your Eddie Stones or your Craigs or whatever. But they had racks and racks and racks of inventory, and they were just, it was like an armory of, milsurp rifles and magazines and militaria and bayonets and ammunition and it was in downtown boston and people speak about that like it was the good old days and pretty pretty interesting you know oh he's talking about the shooter in the mall yes i would agree uh thank god for him being in the right place at the right time and being willing to put himself in that situation because you know the easy thing to do is run, right? And honestly, in some cases, it might be the logical thing to do. It might be the right thing to do. But to have someone step up to the plate and take on a, a an attacker, which it sounds like he was outgunned, and be able to put him down, phew, huge. Um, can I special order online or do I need to go to the store? I would give us a call. Um, the phone number is 508 771 uh, 3,600, and just tell them you want to do a special order for that SIG MCX Furtis rifle. So there you go. What gun has come into Cape Gunworks that was the coolest, most interesting, and is it still at the shop? Uh, I would say the... Little 22 crutch. No, that's definitely not the coolest or most interesting. Um, I would say currently the most coolest and most interesting gun because it's the first one ever in the history of Cape Gunworks but it's not for the faint of heart, is the Barrett M107 the 20-inch. It's the CQ, the close quarters 50 BMG. <laughs> I think that is almost uh, counterintuitive, uh, the 50 BMG uh, close quarters, which means it's probably less than 2,000 yards away with a 20-inch barrel. Uh, but it has the quick disconnect muzzle brake on it, and uh, it's got the... Uh, 20 inch barrel and the reciprocating barrel the barrel goes back into the action when you fire to reduce recoil it's almost like a long push instead of a sharp punch so um, that's probably one of the coolest guns that's come in lately we also have this neat little 22 Harrington and Richardson revolver that has a forend on it it's a wooden forend I've never seen that gun in the history of mankind so uh, Did anyone buy a grenade launcher? We have the, uh, I wouldn't call it a grenade launcher, but we have the Spikes um, Havoc launchers that shoot smoke grenades or um, chalk rounds, if you will, and we sell those, the 9-inch and the 11-inch. They're an unregulated item still because they're 37-millimeter. The 40s are considered destructive devices. But anyway, um, so we have those too. Those are pretty cool. All right, that's another episode of Rapid Fire in the Bag. I want to thank you guys for tuning in and remember the show ends here, but you can always get our online content at rapidfireradio.us. If you missed the show or got interrupted or weren't allowed to log on to YouTube and watch, you got to go over to rapidfireradio.us and watch the archive, watch this week's show again, send it to your friends and neighbors and like subscribe and follow on all the social media places remember to leave a message or text rapid fire line 508-444-2120 and keep up the good fight support your local community and be an advocate for responsible gun ownership and together as americans we will overcome i'm toby leary thank you and god bless we'll see you next time